Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. Welcome to This Week in the State Line. I am Steve Summers talking with John Grohl from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau this morning. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me today. I love to hear the fact that you're healthy. That's great news. So it seems like the Rockford region really got hit as far as the arts, entertainment, the hotels. Um, how have you been handling this whole transition with the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau? Yeah, well, it certainly is true that uh, our partners in the travel and tourism and hospitality industry have been hit really hard. Um, you know, they were uh, among the first businesses and organizations that were required to close down even before, you know, we all were, uh, you know, told that we had to shelter in place or stay home. So, uh, it, you know, a lot of devastation there with our restaurants, our hotels, all of our attractions and venues being shut down. Uh, you see that now trickling through the summer with special events and festivals being canceled. So uh, a lot of challenges. Uh, our approach to your question, Steve, has been for our team at the Visitors Bureau to you know, pivot inwardly. And typically, we do a lot of external marketing, um, but at, at a time when people aren't traveling, we need to uh, recalibrate. And so we have taken the approach to, best we can, be a resource uh, to our business owners, our attraction, general managers, uh, bringing um, information, education, uh, being their advocate to state, federal, and local elected officials on behalf of the industry and their employees. Um, And, you know, at the same time, starting to think about what recovery looks like, what that timeline is, and how we'll, um, you know, as an organization and as an industry, pivot going forward and what recovery looks like and what marketing looks like during that time frame. Uh, Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara has put together these little groups of organizations of people trying to plan re-getting started again, the renewal of what do we do in the region. So are you on one of those committees? Yeah, I was honored that the mayor asked uh, me to co-chair along with Ann Weirda from Burpee Museum, the Tourism and Hospitality Working Group, and we have about 10 individuals from within the industry who are uh, working on renewal, rebounding strategies. Uh, Another member of our team, Marticia Brown, she's the co-chair of the Arts and Culture Group um, and uh, also a really important um, partner kind of group to the work of the tourism and hospitality team. Well, John, without tipping your hand, can you give us some insight as what we're talking about, like opening with masks, opening with social distancing, everything opens at once? I mean, is there stages? Anything you can share without tipping your hand where we are? Well, I don't don't think there's any uh, tipping of hands, but, you know, I think we are uh, following what the governor has set out. And while there's a lot of opinions on, uh, you know, maybe wanting to reopen earlier, uh, we're going to follow the guidance of the city of Rockford and the Winnebago County Health Department in understanding what can be done when. Uh, we want to open safely and, uh, you know, as ex- expedi- expeditiously as possible, but we have to do so in a way that is sustainable uh, for our community. I think one of the worst things that could happen uh, for the community, for our economy, is if we open too early ahead of science and data, then we're headed towards a second or a third peak and potentially future shutdown. So um, it's important, we've talked about with our task force, uh, the importance of open sustainably so that we um, don't see these uh, big peaks in the future to the extent that any of us can control that with uh, businesses within hospitality and tourism. It seems like the the cavalcade of closures continues to fall into place. I know you're on the uh, hometown Christmas and, and all the celebrations downtown 
stroll on state and such. Do you see that continuing this year, or do you see that just to wait and see still? Well, it, it is our team's hope and desire to continue stroll on state this year. Uh, you know, fortunately, from a time standpoint, we have a we have, we have a long horizon in front of us about six months until stroll on state. So there's a we're not in a position where we need to make a decision um, right now. It's uh, full steam ahead. Uh, we're certainly thinking about how the event will need to be different, um, how things will be spaced out, uh, what social distancing guidelines would need to come in place for a festival like that uh, if it's allowed to happen at the end of November. Um, but my heart goes out to festival organizers and event uh, owners who have had to cancel. You know, just Festa was canceled and announced uh, this week. Um, you know, Young at Heart Fireworks. Uh, you know, just yeah. um, on and on and on. The the number of cancellations is really devastating, um, and I think it's going to be hard for all of us as a community. Um, you know, those types of festivals and fairs and concerts are all things that we enjoy. Um, fortunately, we're all resilient. Uh, I've seen a lot of creativity coming out of organizations and individuals across the community that I think uh, we'll get through this, we'll get through it together, uh, and we'll look forward to the day that uh, concerts and uh, public festivals and parades can come back full force. So many events have been canceled, and not only that, the economic impact with hotel rentals and restaurant usage. Uh, is there a number? Have you tried to calculate the number of money lost for the city or anything at this time? You no, know, it's it, it's a staggering you know um, thought to think about how 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 much the um, economic the, impact you know, was. The economic impact would would be. Um, you know, we know that, um, you know, if you just look at groups, uh, think about the sports tournament that would be happening right now. Um, we know that just in the kind of the month of March and April and May, $20 million in spending did not come to our community because those events were canceled. And now that number is going to continue growing. But that, that has nothing, you know, um, to say about the, the broader impact on, hotels, on restaurants, from all of us uh, as locals not eating and for visitors not coming in. Um, you know, it, it, it's a staggering number. I think it's a little too soon to tell. Um, uh, we'll, we'll start getting some better statistics here in the in the days and weeks to come. We are talking to John Grove from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Last time I was downtown, the Marriott Hotel had the lights on. I was at an Ice Hogs game. Everything was clicking. Uh, any word on the Marriott Hotel Conf- Conference Center? Is that still on track to open, or are we just all waiting for the same mandates? Yeah, uh, so the, 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 the hotel, the, um, the Embassy Suites, uh, um, which is uh, by Hilton, is on track to open. They're going to open this summer. Um, I haven't heard of a specific date, although I, I did just look uh, myself personally. Um, you know, as a family, the kids have been wanting to stay in the hotel, and so I looked at um, reservations, and reservations are open uh, for the week of, weekend of 4th of July. I know they're on track to open. Um, I know they've been busy getting all the finishing touches, and so you know, I think their, their intention is to open sometime in June. But unfortunately, Steve, I don't have a specific date for you. But right. uh, it, it looks beautiful inside can't wait for the entire community to see what what, what that transformation uh, looks like. Really phenomenal. And one last thought as we uh, think about positive things. The food truck drive through that debuted this week at Rivets Stadium was yeah. phenomenal. It's got to make you smile knowing that uh, a lot of people are, I guess, smart and handy and coming up with creative ways to keep business rolling. Right. You know, I give, I give a lot of credit to the team that uh, pulled that together. Uh, the team from Bamboo, I think, led that um, uh, with their food truck. Uh, I, I, as I said earlier, 
there's a lot of creativity shining through. A lot of people trying to figure out how to do, you know, old things in new ways. And the food truck festival, the drive-through, uh, is, is one example of that. It supports those small business owners. It gives all of us uh, an option to get out of the house uh, while socially distancing uh, in our cars. And uh, I think that'll just continue to get bigger and better um, as as they go forward. Give them a lot of credit for trying something new, sticking their neck out there, um, bringing those uh, you know small business owners, those food truck or, uh, owners together to do that. And I hope uh, we'll continue to see cool stuff like that going forward. Talking to John Grove from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Final thoughts from you about the uh, events and planning and schedules for this year. Do you want 2020 to be a redo? <laughs> Where do you stand? <laughs> well, I think we all would uh, like to do 2020 over if we could. Uh, but since we can't, uh, you know, I would invite your listeners to get in touch with myself or get in touch with Ann Weirda at Burpee Museum if they have suggestions on how to safely and sustainably reopen. Uh, we're, you know, we are open to citizen input and feedback, uh, but we are going to reopen. We're going to see better days and brighter days ahead. Uh, there's already some uh, indications of that um, with our own marketplace, and uh, certainly as you look across uh, the country to other states that are already reopening. Uh, we're going to get there. Uh, it's going to be, unfortunately, I think a long climb back. Um, you know, but there's good projections about the third quarter of this year and the fourth quarter um, and recovery into 2021. And so, you know, from our vantage point at the Convention Visitors Bureau, we're going to do all we can to be a resource to market our community to help people feel comfortable and safe uh, when they're here. Uh, and uh, to help get us back to a point that uh, we're, you know, enjoying these public events and uh, able to celebrate together and come together as a community. Um, you know, we had a songwriting contest, and Clark Kelly came up with a song that was titled Up, 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 and I think that that is the direction of our community. Uh, and if we stick together and work together and stay together, we are on a good trajectory to be moving up, up, up. And the best place to stay abreast of all the changes and uh, additions and deletions and all that would be GoRockford.com, I take it. Yeah, thanks, Steve. So we are uh, doing best we can to uh, you know, keep a uh, list uh, up to date of restaurants that have curbside and uh, you know carry out and deli- uh, drive through or delivery, uh, as well as the, the venues that are opening the retail stores that are reopening um, in, in phases. Uh, so GoRockford.com continues to be a great resource to find information about what's happening in the community. John, it's always great to talk to you. I just catch a little vibe of inspiration and hope when we just hear your voice that there are going to be events. Eventually, we'll get there, but until then, we stay united. That's what we do in Rockford. So thank you, John, united so United and have fun. Find, find creative ways. I will say, if I can't, you know, our forest reserves, uh, our parks, our trails, they're all open. One of the great things that has uh, come out of this is our forest preserves are busier than ever. And how great is it that people are getting out into nature, uh, opting outside, and uh, exploring the community in new ways. So do that. You know, Find ways to explore with your family and have a great time here in the Rockford region. Thank you so much, John. Stay healthy. Take care. You too. John Grove from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau with This Week in the State Line. Back with more in a moment. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was uh, Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. 
Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. When I was in Iraq, our convoy was hit. It was bad. After I came home, I could still hear booms and see tracer fire. Makes it hard to be a good mom. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I'm Naomi Mathis, Air Force veteran. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. With help from DAV, I was able to begin to heal. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Today, I'm part of DAV. We're veterans helping veterans to get the benefits they've earned. And I give my veterans my all. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. My victory is being able to be here for my children. Naomi Mathis, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This week in the State Line rolls on. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara joining us for our traditional talk. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Steve? Doing great. Excited because we are in phase four now. How great is this? It's pretty exciting. It took a lot of hard work by so many different citizens and uh, business owners in our community to get us to where we're at. And so we are really excited to be entering uh, the governor's phase four of his reopening plan. Probably not as excited as the restaurants because they are probably happy to have some indoor dining now, too, to go along with the outdoor dining, correct? Certainly. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when you look at those that have been really hit hard, it's restaurants, it's the entertainment-type businesses, bowling alleys, things of that nature that have just been decimated. So uh, we're excited that these small business owners, and many, most of which are local business owners, uh, will be back uh, in much more normal uh, footing. And one thing uh, to note is, so now in Phase 4, you can have up to 50 people gather. Uh, for restaurants, you can have uh, as many people inside as you can while practicing social distancing. So that's six feet apart for tables and things of that nature. And you can have up to 25% capacity at the bars. So if that makes sense, it's a touch confusing, but it, you can have as many as you want as long as you can have them socially distanced with the table six feet apart. And so if the, the fire code is, say, 100 people in a restaurant, maybe that's easier for us to do the math. What are we talking then? So it all depends. Uh, it depends on how many people you can fit in with the table six feet apart. Uh, Got it. Because okay. they didn't do a hard cap on number or on percentage, which I think is really good because you have a number of restaurants, especially in Rockford, if you're looking at Stockholm, if you're looking at Lino's, that have multiple rooms and multiple areas. So if you just did a hard cap, it would really put some of the larger restaurants at a disadvantage. So uh, as long as people are socially distanced uh, at their tables, and um, all, the restaurant uh, team has been doing a tremendous job to get this ready, so we're very excited. Uh, about this happening. How about the uh, outdoor facilities? I know the outdoor seating, you were kind of kind and and just let all those restrictions go for a while. Will that continue as well? Yeah, Steve, we really want to help these business owners get back on equal footing, and we know it's going to take a long time. So we are going to extend our expanded outdoor dining options. Uh, Again, not charge any of the business owners for this. 
and just make sure that uh, they're in the best position possible to succeed during these really difficult times. And it's, it's amazing. We're in summer, but we're talking about the school year ahead. I know the governor has been sharing a lot of his ideas for how we go into the fall. Can you maybe recap a couple of those since it seems to be changing hourly, <laughs> it seems? So it is changing pretty dramatically, and I guess I, not to be a pain, but I will hold uh, hold my breath on that one because I'm, I'm working right now to pull together a number of superintendents and, and principals uh, throughout Winnebago County so that we can all sit down together uh, and create a framework that works well for all of our schools in our area. And I just want to hold my breath on that one until I have that meeting. Sure, because, you know, you got the grade school, you got the high school, you got the colleges and universities, so many different levels to talk about. Will they also include the colleges, too, then, or just the regular schools? So colleges will be uh, opening back up. I just saw the plans uh, for Rockford University, and I believe our Rock Valley College has already uh, put together a plan. So, yeah, we will see uh, school begin. It will obviously look different. Probably in many areas we'll have a mixture of online learning as well as in the classroom. Uh, But for your traditional, you know, K through 12, you'll see a lot more classroom, obviously. Right. And as far as, like, um, the whole inclusion and the status of Black Lives Matter in Rockford, where do we stand on that so far today? Certainly. So we are making a lot of progress. A couple of things. One is uh, the Community Relations Commission now has met. Uh, I think three times in the last 15 days, as a it's a citizen-led group of diverse people reviewing our use of force policies, and they're doing that in a public meeting, so anyone can come down and watch or watch online. Uh, then they'll bring their recommendations to the public for feedback, and then ultimately to our departments and city council for action. And so that's moving along very well. Uh, a request for information for uh, body cameras has now been out on the street for more than 10 days, which is great. It's going to be out there for about 30 days in total. And then we'll uh, look to take aggressive action. And the last thing uh, are the listening sessions that we're doing. And I just want to reiterate to citizens, these listening sessions are not just purely listening. Uh, yes, we are listening but we are taking themes that we hear during these listening sessions and creating very specific action items to address each one of the themes. So uh, I have went through two sessions already, uh, Alder, and I've also attended one of the two Alderman sessions. And i got to tell you, these are deeply personal stories, and many uh, you can really see the intergenerational impact uh, that has been had on uh, primarily our African-American uh, residents. And it is uh, something that there's not going to be a single policy. It's going to be an entire culture shift that we work towards, uh, but we're really fortunate. We have a great chief. We have wonderful officers who are uh, ready and willing to engage. They want to be, a, you know, we have the best police department in the state, and they want to continue it to be the best police department in the state. So everyone's at the table really eager to work together because we're, you know, you don't get a community without the word unity. So we need to ensure that uh, all of us are working together. Now, the body cameras for the police officers and such, are they very expensive? Because it, it they seem so tiny. I, I'm just curious why we didn't have them already. Just kind of a general question. No, great question, Steve. So body cameras themselves are not incredibly expensive. It's the data storage, and it's the staff that you need to manage that data storage and also manage the information. Uh, and you can imagine 
a city, I mean, any municipality, not just Rockford, gets a tremendous amount of FOIA, Freedom of Information Act request, where someone calls in or writes an email and says they want all of the information from this date to that date about a specific item. Well, now you add in video footage, you imagine the amount of time it takes to go through all that video footage. That's a lot of time, and time means a lot of uh, human capital and resources put into it. So it can be incredibly costly for the overall package. The actual specific cameras are not incredibly expensive. But this is really, Steve, a natural progression of what we've been doing. So we've increased the amount of technology that our police department has, has been using. That's increasing our transparency. That's increasing uh, the accountability that our officers have as well as our citizens. And so when I got into office, we had about 20 dash cams in all of our vehicles. And I'm pretty proud that as of uh, November of 2019, every single one of our frontline vehicles now has dash cams. So we had to spend that money and get that out there. And so now all of our vehicles have dash cams, and now the natural progression is to move towards body cameras. Well, that explains why people are like, well, why don't we just go get them ready? I'm like, because they are probably tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars when all said and done, and nobody had that well, budget. I think, right? I think when the whole thing's done, it's going to be a couple million dollars. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, yes, for uh, sure. That, that puts it in perspective for a lot of people who are just like, well, just get them already. It, that really does make sense. Yeah, this isn't putting a GoPro on top of your hat and moving forward. Um, <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, and you also have to have policies and procedures. And so we want to make sure that we have uh, really strong policies and procedures when it comes to the use of body cameras. True. It's summertime in the city. That means construction. Let's change the topic a bit. Road work. Um, a lot of projects are going to get underway here, if not already, correct? Yeah, we have a host of projects going. Uh, I don't have my list with me right now, but we continue to publicize them. Uh, on the City of Rockford's website, you can see that we had to redo our capital improvement plan, and our capital improvement plan is about a $45-plus million project uh, or plan, I should say, uh, for work that should be done this summer. So a lot of work being done. A really neat thing that you can do is you can go to the City of Rockford's website. You can look at all of the projects we're doing in real time. You can look at who the contractor is. You can look at the cost of the contract. You can look at the expected start date and the expected end date. And so we're trying to be as transparent as possible with the work that our uh, public works team is doing. And they're led by a tremendous guy named Kyle Saunders who's just done a wonderful job since he's been as our new public works director. Excellent. And last question I have is that now that we're in phase four in summertime, are you in communication with the Convention and Visitors Bureau or anything about events where attracting more additional people to our city? Yeah, so we are really lucky to have John Grove, the head of, and president and CEO of the Convention and Visitors Bureau. He's just done a tremendous job uh, for many years now. Uh, but we are concerned, uh, just being up front. Uh, we are concerned, obviously, even 50 people uh, gathering. That, that's no conventions. That's no large sporting tournaments. And so it's really going to have a negative impact on our city as a whole, on our restaurants, on uh, all of our industries. I mean, tourism really uh, generates so much revenue to our community, I mean, literally tens of millions of dollars. It will also have a negative uh, impact on our park district, to which we have one of the best park districts in the country, led by Jason Dean. And so we are certainly in contact. We're also in contact with the governor's office of how we can uh, continue to enhance uh, and, in some areas, even reduce modifications so that we can 
begin to get our hotels back up to par and things of that nature. Because uh, as you know, in our area, we do a great job bringing people in, and it'll have a cascading effect and negative cascading effect on our local industries if we can't begin to get more tourists into it. Someone asked me about the uh, soccer tournaments and such. Those pretty much have been canceled, not by us, but by a lot of the organizations. So that's why we don't see a lot of soccer fields. That's right. That's right. So uh, many of these tournaments were canceled uh, in the first couple weeks of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. I know that uh, some are being rescheduled, uh, but that is uh, certainly a constant worry and concern for our park district as well as Convention and Desert Bureau. Yeah, we didn't mention COVID-19 at all. Um, Things are still positive and we're still having cases and we're still losing people, but it's not to the degree that we thought. We did lower the curve. We absolutely flatten the curve, uh, but uh, just like you said, Steve, it's still out there. You still have to do the very basic things uh, that will protect yourself as well as your neighbors and fellow citizens. And these are the basic things that helped us get to where we're at today. Uh, We are seeing states across the country slip backwards. We do not want to be one of those. Uh, states, and we certainly don't want to be one of those communities. So we uh, continue to urge people, make sure that you're washing your hands regularly, make sure that you're cleaning surfaces that you use frequently, uh, make sure that you uh, are wearing your face coverings. These are easy things that we can be doing uh, individually that will help the collective good. As always, Tom, I love our talk, I love our chat. Thank you so much. That's this week in the State Line with Rock Mayor Tom McNamara. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.